Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Welcome to episode three of Dungeons and Airwaves. We apologise for that little uh, Tune FM announcement that took all of us by surprise. Um, So I think we'll just start this again. Um, Welcome to episode four, three. Two, one. <laughs> We're really going out on a roll today. Oh, my apologies, everyone. Ben so, rolled a nat one for uh, competence. <laughs> as well as history. What did you say? Competency. No, that was me that said oh. competency. <laughs> um, All right. Just a quick recap from last episode. Everyone actually leveled up at the end. I forgot to mention that. So our players are all now level two and their characters are as well. Um, after narrowly escaping their hellish pursuers, Dewdrop took the party through an underground shortcut much to lay in its displeasure. Uh, they spent the night and the next morning they had a brief snow fight, relaxing, feeling relieved that they were now safe. And they continued onwards to Islandholm they were finally able to meet their contact and employer, Sir Orem. There they were presented with a lavish room and full-course meal, and Sir Orem detailed his request. He is seeking a number of magical objects, three of which were stolen on him, stolen from him on his way to Athfar, and one of which he believes is hidden in the country. And for clarification's sake, I've already said this to the players, the items that he believes in is in Athfar is not the ones that were stolen from him. It is a separate one, one of the two remaining ones. Um, he has no idea where the fifth one is and he has given no indication that he knows. So you can either seek out the missing ones, of which there are three in total, or you can attempt to recover the one that has not been found. And we will come back to the setting. You have all had a lovely dinner, you've eaten your fill, you've slept the night, and you wake up to the sound of bells tolling in the marketplace and the bustling streets wafting up from the window. What are you all doing this morning? I am going to arise and just prepare myself and do a little bit more, um, do a little bit more studying of my research notes and ponder over our last conversation with Sir Oram. Okay. Uh, breakfast has been prepared as well. It's been brought up for you. Kodak kind of gets up. Seeing breakfast, he's like, I love this man. i got to admit, if he keeps feeding me, I might have the same feelings towards him. I am going to grab some tea and go and perch myself by the fire, stoke it up a little bit. Okay, yeah, easy done. Uh, How... No, forgive me, just um, just for the benefit of the audience, I will point out that one of our microphones is on the fritz, so if two people here have had to share a mic, so if, one, if, we start, if, we start, if we start to sound a little bit quiet, that's why, so don't be alarmed. Just keep that in mind, everyone. Try and fix it um, before the podcast released, if we can. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, back to... I'm just kind of looking around the room, um, noticing that there's strange claw marks around my bed. I'm just not really sure how they got there. Rough sleeper. Would everyone else like to roll perception to see if they notice it? All right. Well, okay. 
I might have to do that again because my dice have fallen off the bench, the desk here. Here we go. Ah, perfect. Cool. So that's um, perception non nat 20. Okay. And Katya? 16. Yeah, you both notice that there are strange claw marks in the wood around Kodak's bed. Well, I really. Splinters. Good God, Kodak. I really hope it wasn't you that did that. I hope so. Looking at my hands, I'm like, I don't have claws. This is quite strange. You're not keeping Dewdrop under your bed, are you? Not to my knowledge, and I double check. Yeah, she's not there. But um, as you do stick your head under the bed, you are suddenly reminded of the weird dream you had last night where you were running through a pine forest on all fours. Um, my, my sleep might have been a little stranger <coughs> than I'd like to admit. Have you guys ever had dreams that you know shouldn't happen? Like running through the woods on all fours? No. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Can it's not just, like, just me then. Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> this is not something that everybody has. Apparently not. Um, I think we're fine though. Majority rule here. Well, I'm gonna, sorry, uh, go and help myself to <coughs> some breakfast. Yeah. I will also go and have a bit of tucker. Yeah, there's it's pretty much your general continental breakfast. You can pick and choose. There's bread, fruit, um, dried meat, eggs, you know, your regular occurrences. I help myself to a bit of everything and give silent thanks to Sir Oran once again. Okay. Well, I think... We should discuss our plans for the day. I sort of wanted to get going. Yes, but to where? Yeah, it's probably important to know the direction we're heading if we plan to go somewhere. Well, not always. Sometimes it's better just to see where the road takes you. Although I agree, it's not exactly conducive when we're hunting for something specifically. Well, what was it that he said? What, what he told us? He said... Um, he asked us to think if we had anybody that were that specialised in stolen goods. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know? Do you guys know anyone like that? I can't say I do. I have no such connections. I'll just take a long sip of tea. <laughs> Katya. Yes. Do you know any fences? Mm, I look out the window. So there's one. Yeah, there's a few out there. Not so much in this city. But I suggest we look at this map. There is one that he suspects is in this city, no? Which city would that be? So there is a place marked on the map. Um, it is unfortunately cut off in the printing, but oh. it is uh, beneath uh, Vinderskog and above Ulverskog. It is the oh, like the it, ruins yeah, in the uh, lake. It is half that. That is what it's been marked. And what's it called? On the map. Um, no, that that's ruin city. Has, what's it called? No, it's not a city. Oh. What? It has no name. It's just there's an X okay. on that area. We're heading towards the thing with no name. Um, but there is the potential that there are people in the city of Islandholm who may have some information. So it is up to you whether you wanted to head there first or deal with any loose ends in the city. So he recommended going to that ruins, those ruins. He just said that that's where he thought one might be. Well, you know, okay. You know, guy, 
you know, I, I think we might I think it might be a good idea for us to take his advice. If if he thinks there's one that went missing on these weird, ruinous piles of rubble, maybe it's worth checking that out first. It is possible. Um, perhaps some supplies should be in order if we are going to head back out again. Oh yes, of course. Just so we're a little bit more prepared. Maybe maybe a car uh, a cart or something to carry you and some horses. Of course, I would. I'm not suggesting we leave. Ju- I'm not suggesting we leave immediately. I agree. I think we should supply up. Maybe ask around and see if we can get some more information out of everyone here. And then I think we should head to those ruins. Yep. So Katia, what do you think? At the map. Mm, sounds good to me. Looking at the map, there are two potential options that you can take. There is a much more dangerous route where you can go southwest, uh, heading to number three on the map, which is Gogsby, and then heading straight down, cutting through the forest and the hills. So which, on the on this map, because uh, which number is Island Home? Island Home is number two. Okay, that's where yeah. we are, cool, right. Will this map be available for viewers to look at? When I can get a hold of Tanya, yes. We can throw it on our social media. So, yeah, for anyone <laughs> yep. that wants to get a better idea of what this map is, it will be available for you. I will you. also provide the legend so you know what town is which. I kind of... Uh, I kind of want to visit... I kind of want to visit number eight because I love the idea of, like, sailing up that river between Vindeskog and Olverskog. You could. It will take you about a month. Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, no, I know that. So that's the dangerous route to go between Skogmar and Vindeskog. What is the safest route? The safest route is heading from two to five and following the marked road. Um, from there, you can cut across from seven, which is the capital city, and then take a boat up the stream. Does the capital city? Does the capital city have a name? It does. Okay, it's no, George. Not, it's not important. Hey, Gregory. <laughs> I okay. Maybe this is just because I kind of like the idea of being a little bit more uh, thrill-seeking, but I kind of want to go to the danger. I kind of want to go the dangerous route. I second that. Bring mm-hmm. it on. What's the Hell part of having yeah. an adventure if there's no adventure to it? Absolutely well said. Waterfall ahead. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Now that is copyrighted by Disney. Yes, we probably should. <laughs> Credit goes to the Emperor's New Groove and Cusco. And? Pacha. Good job. <laughs> anyway, sorry, let's try not to break the immersion too much. So that's basically your options right now. It is that and collecting supplies, any reconnaissance you want to do in the city, and then heading off. Do our characters, so like we in character, do we have this map? Yes. Okay, guys, I... I think we should follow the route that appears to be marked as more dangerous, going across between Skogmar and cutting down the forests of Vindeskog to those ruins that way. It'll be quicker and more exhilarating. All right. Let's go. Well, it'd be nice to get back to the woods. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any shops in particular that you wish to visit? Oh, if we're traveling through the woods, a wagon's probably not our best idea. No. Um, Indeed not. We might not even need mounts at this point, but I would advise we get something in case we get caught in a snowstorm or something similar. I kind of want to... It's futile, I know, but I would like to visit an armory and see if there is any... if, if anybody has armor in that would fit me. That's not the worst idea. It's not the worst idea, but practicality may become a problem. Might be harder to find something for someone your size. 
Well, there would be armories and smithies in the area. Um, you would just have to seek them out. Sure. Okay. Well, no point in sitting around. Let us what sort gather of sh- our things and make a move. What shops, do, what, what shops do you want to visit, Katya? I have everything I need. And you, Kodak? Uh, probably, now that we don't need to worry about the stables, um, just a general store, see what supplies they've got. I agree. We'll head to the general store and then we'll set off. Um, and we'll quickly cut to a break just there. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Dungeons and Airwaves episode three. That was Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. We are jumping straight back into the adventure. All right. So our party has decided to do some quick shopping. Kodak is getting some hide armor. Um, two spears and a tent. Do they have any in the general store? Yeah, that's all easily purchasable. Just mark down um, what you've purchased. Somehow I don't think that plate armor in my size is going to be affordable. It would be too cumbersome, so I'll leave You're that. also not proficient in plate armor. Sure, there you go then. You can get chain mail. You're proficient in medium armor. So chain mail, uh, half plate, you can wear that. And it's you can get it in your size. It just costs a little bit more. No, that's fair. I, I like the idea of chain mail. Okay. A Goliath wearing chain mail. That sounds amusing to me. Ms. Cut, you purchasing anything? No. I have everything I need. And what are you doing while everyone else is shopping? I am just going to perch on a bench somewhere and people watch. Okay. Can you roll investigation? Actually, just roll me a perception with advantage. <clears throat> Three. Did you roll it with advantage? Yes. <laughs> the other score was one. Amazing. Did you add your bonus? Yes. Great. I have a negative in perception. Amazing. You know what? I'll give it to you anyway, just for fun. You notice your eyes kind of zone out. You're watching people, families. They're going about their business, shopping. And then across the way, you see etched into the stone of a back alley, a symbol that you recognize. It's in Thieves' Cant, and it marks... Fences in this direction. How um, how much did the chainmail cost me? Chainmail is heavy. Chain shirt is the one that you're proficient in. Um, fifty gold, but you would be sixty because yours is more expensive. I see. Um, sixty gold. I don't know if I actually want to spend that much. Um, because I know that gold can come in handy later on. So I'm actually going to I'm going to put my faith in my strength and in my abilities. I will, however, if the armory has one, like to purchase a sword because I only have an axe at the moment. I would like a sword. Yep, you can get an axe, a sword. No worries. Is that just a one-handed sword? I mean, a one-handed sword's gonna be a dagger in your size. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so can you I can get, get you can get a two-handed sword, but it is mechanically, it is a long sword. Yeah. Thematically, it's a great sword. Sure. So could, because of my size, could I wield a two-handed sword in one hand? No. Okay. All right, I'll just get a normal sword then. Yeah. I will grab a sword. Okay, long swords are 15 gold. I will grab one of those, thank you. All right. Was Kutcher waiting for the boys? Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm finished, Kodak. I'm finished, Kodak, whenever you are. Yep, just a moment. Uh, do you have somewhere I can go and get change to the bar, uh, to shopkeep? Nah, just out the back. Okay. <laughs> Take it a little too literal and I go out behind the store and get changed. <laughs> I mean, there's no one There's no one around. The shopkeeper's kind of like, what, what the hell? <laughs> um, so I go and put my new hide armor on. Okay. Uh, remember to update your AC as well for that. Will do. Once the boys return... I think we should look in this direction. What makes you think that direction? I have a feeling. Is this along the danger route on the map? No, you're still in the city. Oh, nice. So I will lead them 
the direction towards the fence? Yeah, so it's literally, you're kind of on the main street. You were sitting on a bench out front of, like, the general store, armory, like, adventurer, you know, mercenary place. And there were there is an alley curving around behind some of the more permanent shops. And every so often along this alley wall, there is, a, like, an X, which looks like it's made out of two daggers with an arrow. And as you follow along the... Walls kind of get a little bit more cramped. There's a little bit more refuse, a little bit more mud and muck sticking to the bottom of your shoes or feet, in Kodak's case, if he doesn't wear boots. Ugh. And you come across a small, rickety store kind of out of the way. And instead of a door, it just has a curtain. I don't mean to prejudge, but this looks like the sort of person that would be selling illegal goods. I will smack Leo and walk into the shop. <laughs> All right. I did not. I, I don't feel the smack at all. That was. She hits pretty hard for an old lady. I know, but look at me. Yeah, you feel it stings just a little. Okay, I'll sort of just stop and sort of. Not 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 not, not sneer at it, but just sort of give her a look as if to say, "What's that for?" So you push the uh, curtain aside and enter. Yep. Is everyone else following? I walk in behind, just kind of looking at Leo and just shrugging. Okay. <laughs> not yet. I will pause. For, I will pause for a moment, and then I will follow. Follow in. Yeah, you have to duck and kind of hunch over in the store, oh, which is. Geez. I caught my shoulder on the door frame. Small and cramped, and there's various goods stacked high on creaking aged wooden shelves. Uh, the walls as well are also they're stacked so high with goods that it actually blocks out the light that's coming in from the windows. And the store itself is quite dark and dingy. Hey. It reminds me of home. <laughs> it reminds me of a shed. I was thinking a crate. Home. I'm going to look around. Is, is there anybody in here? Yes. One second. And you see from the back a man appear from the shadows. He is quite tall. It's about six foot six. Um, and he has very dark, almost metallic black skin. And none of you have ever seen anyone who looks like this before. He has bright red eyes that glow in the darkness and very pale white hair that almost seems like spiderwebs. Well met, sir. You look awesome. Thank you. Now, why are you here? I followed the symbols. Ah, I take it you have um, illicit goods you wish to sell? No, we hope you have. We are looking for something. Perhaps you have heard of these. They are mystical items, orb-like. I have heard of many mystical orb-like items. If it is information that you seek, well, like everything, that will cost you. What will it cost? That depends on the information. I am looking for for the location of these orbs. We have heard rumors. Perhaps in the city, perhaps the ruins to the north? Mm. I have heard rumors myself of items like these ones. There is a man in the city that is looking for them. What is his name? Sir Orem. 
Mm. I believe you may speak to him. He will know more. And if we have already spoken to this Sir Oram, you would not have further information? Perhaps know more yourself? Mm. No. I don't think I do. I'm just going to take out some gold and slide it across the counter. Okay. Can you roll uh, persuasion with advantage? 19. Okay. He uh, reaches his hand out, pulls it across, and then just tucks it into his sleeve. I might know something about this. Would you be willing to share the information with us? This man that you spoke to, he was robbed on the way here. And I was their go-between. I set up a meeting and arranged for the items to be sold to another man from Eznos. But I don't know who he is. I never met him in person. And you never received the goods? Oh, I had the goods. I was the one who organized them to be transported. Mm. Do you have any idea where they are now? No. But there was an Aidnosian mage. Perhaps you should seek out where the mages live. Mm. In the south country. Did they mention anything about the illuminated tower? No, but that would be a good place to start. Well... Thank you for this uh, information. Mm. Do you have anything for sale by any chance? I have many things for sale. Anything interesting? Or, and Kodak puts his hand up for inverted commas, fun. Again, I have many things for sale, but my patience is wearing thin. I do not often betray the trust of the people that I work with. We thank you for doing so. Clutch is just going to put her hand on Kodak's arm and gently shove him towards the door. Okay, I I get that. I get it. And I begin to walk out. All right. Was uh, Leonette doing anything while you guys were in the store? I was mainly just observing and having a look around at the stolen, at the wares that he has in in his shop and also trying to figure out exactly what creature he is, given that Leonid, given that I've never seen anybody like this before in my life. Uh, roll nature for me. Alright. Rolling nature. Uh, oh, 23. You've, in your writings, you've never met someone like this before, but they're known as drow or dark elves. Oh. Or under elves. Sure. And they are native to Athfar, but very rarely seen on the surface. Nifty. Okay. So would I have recognised that he is half-elf? No, he's full drow. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, dark elf. Would I have noticed, would I have realised that he's drow? With that roll, yes. Yes. So are we out of the the store now? That depends. Are you leaving the store? I've already walked out. Okay. Because as soon as the conversation sort of drew to a chilly close and Katya basically shut Kodak up, I just walked straight out. Okay. Uh, As you walk out, roll perception for me. And for perception, we have... 14. 
with the bonuses. Seems like a normal alley. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. I have never seen a drow this close at the surface before. What's a drow? A drow is a type of elf, a dark elf. They don't normally venture above ground. That's that, exciting. They must enjoy it up here if they've stayed. They took, that took me by surprise. That's, I've never, ever seen one of them up here before. They are around, but he seemed to value his privacy. Shall we continue? And Kodak just kind of nods. To that the was da- so exciting. To the danger zone. Right, as you walk back down the alley, can I get everyone to roll another perception check? Sixteen. Seventeen. That's an eleven. So, Katya and Lena are the first to notice you can hear something moving across the roofs above you. And it sounds like you're being followed. I immediately stick out my my arm just to stop Katya and Kodak, Katya and Kodak in their tracks. I hear it too. Hear what? Shh. I shush Kodak. Please him. He's above us. I'll just look up, trying to see if I can spot anything that might be following us on the roof. You can't quite see anything from your perspective. The eaves of the roof sort of hang over the alley a little bit. Um, So if you wanted to have a look, you'd have to kind of put yourself out into the open. I will just rest my hand on my sword and the other one on my axe. Okay. So just ready in case we need to... Yep. Yeah. I say for now we move quickly and quietly. I'll follow you guys. Lead the way. All right. And as you take a step to move, two arrows fire into the ground in front of you and out of the two doors step two very well-armed muscular men. And with that, we'll cut to a quick break.
Welcome back. Our party has just been accosted in an alleyway, and we will immediately jump in with having everyone roll initiative. I oh yeah, I'll I just pull out the <laughs> smack the microphone. That's sorry for anyone that just yeah, no one that. can see the uh, movements that you make. No, yeah, we're on air because I were like had my hand, and my axe, and my sword. I'll just like unshield them yep. both and just. Cool. That's a I noise. hope that's the actual noise he makes. <laughs> And yeah, rolling for initiative, I take it. Yep. Leo comes with his own sound effects. <laughs> Don't mock me. Um, so the bonus for initiative is the one next to the armor class, right? Yes. Okay, then non that 20. Okay, just wait until I ask everyone's initiative, because oh, I have to roll initiative as right, well. Sorry, my bad. Should have done that during the break, but that's my bad. All right, Leonette's initiative? Non that 20. Non that 20. Katya? 17. 17. Kodak? Seven. <laughs> Wonderful. You tried, Kodak, and we appreciate it. I'm still looking up. <laughs> right, so you were probably the most visible, Leonette, because you were going to look. Sure. And also huge. <laughs> so, yeah, also huge. So I will get you to roll a deck save for me. Deck save, and the saving ones are the ones down the side, like the, in the boxes? Um... Yes, yeah, so you see the one that says saving? Wait, yours looks different. Mm-hmm. No, yes. yep, I see it, I see it. It will say it. saving throw. Yeah, I see it. Yep. Nifty. All right. Oh, that's right on the edge. That was a 14. Yeah, you succeed. Oh, thank goodness. So a blast of radiant light just streaks past you and misses. You're going to have to wake up earlier than that, sunshine. <laughs> Uh, from there, it will actually, and it's your turn. That was a surprise attack on my round. So it was my turn? Yeah, I've misjudged. But I assume I can't see where that's coming from, can I? No, you so know that it came from the roof. Well, in that case, what I might do is um, I might use one of my spells, um, given that I can't see where they are. Yep. I'm going to cast command. Oh, right. On who? Oh, yes. Sorry. I thought it was radiant. There are two men in front of you. Command's not radiant. Command's a... You command the creature to do something. So I can see them then if they're in front of me. You can see two in front of you. Okay. Well, if there's two in front of me and I'm obviously the one... So Katya and Kodak are behind me. I'll just go with the... um, I'll go... I'll do the... um, uh, The one that I... The guiding bolt the really this powerful spell i did last time yep it won't do as much damage just telling you right now <laughs> it did that much damage on the thing you fought last time because it was weak to radiant sure okay it will still do damage it's just Bollocks. not going to no, do no, like 30 i'm just gonna pull out my sword <laughs> and i'm just gonna swing it at one of them okay the one closest to me yep they're both in front of you um so roll to attack does my sword have a bonus to attack it will say... Well, I only just bought the sword, so it's not on my sheet. It's usually your strength modifier. Oh. And my strength is... Herculean. Um, yeah, strength appears to... Okay, so it's plus four. So that would be... Plus your um, proficiency, because you're proficient in long swords, so it's a plus six. Plus six. Mm-hmm. In that case, it's 25. Yeah, that hits. So it is 1d8 damage. 1d8, come on. 
I want to get this one. Showing for proof seven. Okay, cool. I'll just double check because I do believe that you may have a bonus of damage. But that was on one of the guys in front of you. All right. From there, Kachi, you rolled a 17? Yep. Yep. It will be Kachi's turn. Yep. I would like to enter Rage. Okay. And could you read out what that does and what that looks like? Yeah. So um, I will gain advantage on strength checks and saving throws, but not attacks, um, plus two melee damage with strength weapons, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Um... My rage will end if I am knocked unconscious or if my turn ends and I haven't attacked a hostile creature. All right. Um, So while I am raging, I will whip out my maul, which is my giant hammer, and I will attack the uh, guard closest to us. Uh, The one that Leonette just hit or the other one? Uh, The other one. Okay. Uh, Roll for hit. That is a 10. That misses. Yeah. So you swing with the maul and it goes wide and it just crashes into the wall and some rocks and a bit of the uh, <laughs> knocks down the roof building. just kind of falls on top of you. Tell you what, the time that I actually land this. All right. And the uh, bandit that just got slapped by <laughs> Leonette quite hard is going to move in and attack you. And he swings with... A scimitar, which will be 17 to hit. That hits. All right. And Does three slashing damage. Okay, so so three damage, so I'm down to that. Okay, cool. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> Second bandit will move in and do the same thing, this time on Katya. That is an 18 to hit Katya. That hits. All right. And that is, again, a three to damage. I will jolt back slightly <laughs> as I get hit, dust it off, and prepare to retaliate. Okay. So, Lena, you're currently in the front facing the two. Katya, you're next to him. Yep, As you next move to up into melee. And Kodak's still behind. All right. In that case... Kodak, does a 19 hit your AC? 100%. (laughs) You take five points of damage and you stagger forward as a flaming red and black blast comes from behind and hits you in the back of the head. You hear me kind of give out almost like this unhuman growl after I get hit. That's perfect because it's your turn. Um, So getting up, do I see who did it? No, that the whoever shot this is still on the roof. Oh, how high up's the roof? Are we talking like top of a second-story building? It's about maybe two or three feet taller than Leonette, who is like so. What you're saying? Feet. Oh, so <laughs> I should be able to make that. Um, I'm gonna remember. Th- jumping uses your strength modifier. That's okay. I was going to attempt to climb up. Okay. <laughs> um, is it air anyway? 
around for me to potentially try and climb up onto the building that's within my movement there are some wobbly looking crates um you also have your extremely tall friend <laughs> that you could use leo come here i need you for a sec <laughs> i spin around and link my fingers i'm going to attempt to get up onto the roof if i can okay so roll athletics or acrobatics with advantage because Leonette's giving you a boost. Oh, so I don't need to like roll to throw him on the roof? No. Okay. Cool. That's 24 for athletics. <laughs> yeah, you can easily get up onto the roof. Oh, sorry. 23 for athletics. Um, yeah. You fall. No. Oh. <laughs> Same outcome. You are easily able to make it up onto the roof. And now that you're on the roof, you can see on one, there is an elven woman. She is wearing uh, robes that look kind of like priesty. And on the other one, there is a masked man wearing black and red robes. Do I have enough movement still to get to the closest one? I'll say yes, because you, you can move to it, but you don't have an action because climbing up uh, yeah, would no, have been your action because he rolled for it. That's fair. Um, I'm going to move towards them. Okay. So they're on separate roofs. The one that uh, is on the same roof as you is the guy in the mask. Okay, I'll go for the guy in the mask, and okay. then that's where my turn will end. Okay. It'll be top of the round, which is laying it. Radio. I uh, just had a look at my spells. Cool. Um, I'm going to... It says that uh, um, I will use... the. Uh, where In regards to the two creatures that are in front of me, because mm -hmm. um, if I use Burning Hands, each creature in a 15-foot cone makes a deck saving throw. Would that get both of them that are in front of Katya and I? Yes. Okay. And Katya is next to me, so she wouldn't be part of the cone. That is correct. I will cast Burning Hands. Okay. And I believe that's a... They need to roll a deck saving throw. All right. Let me pull that up real quick. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. You said dex, right? Correct. So that is, 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 uh, 13 for one. That, it got, th the it's 13 to save, so I'm assuming yes, it's saved. It's saved, yes. Yep. Where the hell did I get 13 from? That was actually... Nine for some reason? I don't know why I read 13. Oh, well, the first one failed. The then. first one failed, yes. The second one got a 13, so that one's safe. Okay, so one of them takes 3d6, the other one takes half of that. Okay, so just roll the 3d6. Yep, let me just get that up. Let me get my dice in my hand. And that was, in total, a 12. So one takes 12, the other takes 6. Okay, so the one that you hit earlier is dead. Just gone. It... Oh, do I need to say how it died? It just completely burns up. Perfect. Like screaming in agony. And the other one is looking pretty damn bloodied. I, and slightly on fire. I look I look relieved and look around to make sure Katya and Kodak are okay, realizing there are still many more out there, but the first one has fallen. They're both pretty much fine. Good. And from there, uh, Kodak, you see the elven woman on the roof. <laughs> Raise her hand, and she is going to, again, um, she's actually going to aim at the guy that's in front of you, and a, like, golden light surrounds him, and that will end her turn. Oh, that can't be good. 
from there it is Katya. There is still one guy in front of you looking really sore. I will attempt to strike him with the maul. Alright, roll to hit. 20, not that 20. Yeah, that hits. Oh my god. So, that is 2d6. So... That is eight. Eight damage? Yeah, he's dead. You just absolutely cave in his head. Squish. Yeah, pretty much. Now, the guy in front of Kodak sees you, and because he's just been blessed, uh, he is going to hold out his hand once again to Kodak and going to cast Eldritch Blast. Is. Does he need to roll for that? Yes, he does. Um, 16? 16 hits. Okay. That is 7 damage. And that will be its turn. And it is now Kodak's turn. So as it makes its impact, you can see a little bit of smoldering. And I just look at him like, you made the wrong choice. And bonus action, I'm going to begin to shift. Okay. So I will gain 10 hit points, and you notice that my hair's a bit thicker, I begin to, my claws have grown in, and I'm going to cast Primal Savagery. Okay. Did you just turn into a werewolf? Werebear, but technically, yes. So uh, 22 he, to hit. Yeah, that hits. So he's a bear? Yes. And we didn't know this before? No. Nice. He's also not full bear right now. Um, and I hit for six, as <laughs> I just go to try and open him up. Okay. He takes six points of damage. And you've pretty much just savaged this guy, and he is bleeding pretty profusely. And from the top of the round, it is Leonette. So how many people are left exactly? Or how You're many? not sure. Okay, but so are there any more no, down with the two guys in front of you are dead. I will... Okay. You can hear sounds of fighting. Yeah, and I'm trying because what I want to do, but I don't. I, I assume I'm going to need Katya's permission and/or cooperation here. <laughs> I throw her on the roof. No, I want to like basically run up, sw- sling her over my shoulder, and climb up so we're both on the roof. Um, you can do that, but because you're taking another person with you, it will use all your movement. Well, we use half your movement plus an action. Can I throw her on the roof and then climb up after her? Yes but you'll still be using an action to throw her and using your movement to get up. Katya, how would you feel about being tossed? Toss me. <laughs> I will then just pick her up and essentially, yeah, just like, th- just th- th- shot put toss her up onto the roof. Okay, roll a strength check for me. Strength check. Yeah. Uh, so that's plus six because strong boy... Uh, no. No, I don't know if you have proficiency on strength checks. Okay. Only strength saves. Well, my strength is plus four anyway. Yeah. So it's I'll 18. I'll have to double check that, but 18 is enough. Um, Katya, can you roll an acrobatics to see if you stick the landing? 10? Yeah. You stagger a little bit, but, I mean, it doesn't look elegant, but you don't fall over. I'm an elderly lady. It's a miracle I didn't break a hip. Kick some ass up there. 
Now that you're on the roof, you can see there is a guy that's just been completely and utterly savaged by a wild-looking Kodak. And on the other roof, there is an elven woman. But it is. Lena, you still have movement, you just can't do an action. What would an action be? Climbing. Well, like a climb check is an action. You're tall enough that you can pretty much get up there. Okay. It just uses your movement, half your movement. I will deliver a very big roar and climb up so okay. I'm also on the roof. Yep. Do I need to roll for that? No. Cool. You're like you're like eight feet tall. You're fine. I am on the roof. Yeah. And you see the same thing sure. as the others. And it is now the Acolyte's turn. I am surprised and just sort of my mouth drops open a little bit at seeing the werebear. Now, this woman will... She's going to cast another spell on... Actually, no, she can't because that's touch. Uh, she's going to extend her hand and aim at Katya this time. Katya, can you make a deck saving throw? Seventeen. You save. So you are surrounded by bright light, but it just melts off you and you take no damage. Excellent. And it's your turn. I will attack the man um, with the mole. Yep. That's a fifteen. That hits. And that is thirteen damage. Yeah, you like smash this hammer down and just his face is now a bloody oozy mess. <laughs> And seeing this, the woman just drops her hands and runs. So wait, he's dead? The guy in front of Kodak is dead. Sure. Um, and the other one has just absolutely fled. The elven lady? Yes. How far away is she? About 15 feet at the moment. How wide is the gap between the buildings? 10 feet. Um, is it up to me in the initiative? It is, yeah. Cool, I'm chasing her down. Okay. First transformation's always the worst. Um, and off I go. <laughs> okay. Um, do I need anything to clear the building? I'll say no, but it will use half your movement to That's clear that fair. gap. That's fair. That still leaves me with enough to close the gap. Yeah. And I'm going to cast Primal Savagery again. Okay. That's a 21 to hit. That hits. And that would be seven for damage as I just swipe with my claws. Yeah. Uh, does that do anything else on a hit? Um, no, it's just acid damage for some reason in this book. Yeah, that's fine. She doesn't have any resistances. But yeah, you claw her pretty badly in the back and she stumbles as she's running. But she's still running. And it's top of the round laying it. She's looking really hurt. I will again. Actually, no. I will... You do have ranged spells. I was about to say. I have a ranged spell. Let me just find one that I'm going to use. Failing that, I will just throw something at her. Like a... Katya. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that Does was... Does that make her a Katya pulp? Oh, My no, god. Get Leave out. Leave the studio. <laughs> okay, um... Well, this one, I could use Guiding Bolt because actually, yeah, I'll just use that. Guiding Bolt does do decent damage. It's yeah. a good spell. It just I will do, like, concentrate because how far away is she from me? 15 feet. And I won't accidentally get Katya, Kodak? No. I fire Guiding Bolt straight at Elven Lady. Okay. And I need to roll to hit, I believe. If it says that it says roll to hit on the yes. spell, then you need to roll to hit. But it's got a plus five, which is good. Yes. So, and again, my bloody dice have fallen on the... Ah, there it is, 16. That hits. Wonderful. And then that one is 4d6. Yeah. 
So we'll do that again. Fifteen. Yeah, you just absolutely eviscerate her. She's on fire, screaming, and dead. And with that, we'll take a quick break as our heroes recuperate. Like a small boat on the ocean, sending big waves into motion. Like how a single word can make a heart open. I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion. give out an enormous frustrated roar at myself like in just pure fury yep. 
She was not... I wasn't trying to kill her. I wanted to get her to talk. I would like to go and uh, go through the man's pockets. Yeah, you find a bloody map. Um, and it looks similar-ish to the one that Sir Oren gave you, except slightly more crude in its design. And on the back, there is written... Power enough to smash ships and crush roofs, yet it still fears the sun. And fears the sun is underlined multiple times. Um, so Kodak's going to make it to where the elven woman's body was, yeah. and you're just kind of letting out a snarl as you see my hair begins to recede and my claws also disappear. Yeah. Kind of come to, and I just see the injuries I've inflicted and just kind of sit down for a second. I will walk. I walk over to Kodak if He's I can. On the other roof. Oh, I run and jump onto the other roof, okay. and then I walk up to Kodak. That was mightily impressive. It wasn't supposed to happen like that. It rarely does. I just look around at the bodies that I've left. Remind me never to piss you off. I kind of just put my hand to her neck to see if there's a pulse. I think we're beyond that. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. I'm surprised she doesn't have a neck left. It's a shame, a loss of life. You're, you're like, Leonet is the one who killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the damage that Kodak did was severe, but it wasn't the killing blow. It was the fact that you set her on fire. fire. <laughs> It'll do it. I turn back to Kodak and say, yes, a loss of life is always, is always unfortunate, but far, far, far better them than us. I just kind of look at my hand, still covered in blood. I'm like, it wasn't meant to happen like this. I just, like, don't... I don't know how to respond to that, so I just offer a rag to wipe his hands. You see me just kind of go and wipe it on my sleeves. Oh, jeez, we're going to have to deal with some angst here, aren't we? I muttered that to myself. No, it's fine. The first transformation's always bad. This, um, that was the first time that's happened? Yeah, it, it's different for everyone in my clan. Can you control it? Most of the times after the first transformation, yes, but the first one just kind of happens. Well, so now you have a very useful tool at your disposal. Yeah, it's more of a last resort if we're being real. But That's good. It's a good last resort to have. Do you need anything? Can I get you anything? No, I'll be right. Um, who are they? Well, that's why I didn't want to kill that woman. I was hoping she could tell us, but I will... I will. There's no point casting detect magic because we saw them. We saw her cast magic. So mm. I'll just. Um, you did recognize the spell she was using, though. It was uh, a sacred flame. I'll do a history check on. Oh, I'll do religion check on her then. Yeah. I'll just do it. See if I can figure out who she is and what's going okay. on. So here. you can do either religion or arcana mm. at this point. Um, my arcana is plus four. My religion is plus. Oh, so it doesn't yeah, matter. But I'm same. proficient in both. So yes, it is plus six, and so that makes it a no. So when it's marked on your sheet, you don't add your proficiency bonus because it's already applied. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. so it's just plus four. Yeah. In that case, it's a fifteen. She seems to be a cleric or a priest of some sort. I don't mean to alarm you, Kodak. Similar with powers to you. She's very similar to me in who she is. A priest? A cleric, yes. Clearly she took her devotion and her study of the Eternal Flame a lot more 
literally and fanatically? Not necessarily a priest of the eternal flame. Okay, I just figured because sacred flame, okay. That every cleric gets that. A, a cleric, yes. It appears as though she's taken her devotion to her religion quite seriously. Does she have any um, holy symbols or anything on her body? That are visible? Roll, not that are visible, but if you want to look, you can roll um, investigation. Sweet. So that's uh, with a modifier, one. <laughs> I will also roll for investigation. Yeah, Kodak doesn't find anything. He's just a, a little bit too freaked out by the lot of blood. Understandable, too. Um, so mine was plus two for investigation, which is always handy. That means mine was a... Yeah, you're showing me a blank screen. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> 18. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't find... You don't find any holy symbols that you would recognise. Do I find any holy symbols at all? You find an amulet. Um, Can I take it off of her? Yeah. Well, of course, because she sort of burned up, didn't she? Yeah. So it's just ash. No. Like, okay. have you... She's not ash. She is more like... Burnt at the steakhouse. Yeah. Okay. Can Christy. I describe what I envision happening here, but, and you tell me if it's okay to do or not? Basically, I mean, if you want, go ahead. No, I'm saying I reach down and attempt to pull, like, take the amulet off her, but because she's so burned to a crisp, I accidentally rip off her head. It wouldn't really happen that way. Okay. Um, like, her body, like, you know how you see, like, the bodies in Pompeii and all that? And oh, sure. And it's kind of, like, shriveled and shrunk on themselves. Gotcha. It's more like that. All right. Well, I will take the amulet anyway. Yeah. I the just amulet is suspiciously not hot or melted. That's not right. It's cold. What do you mean it's cold? She was on fire. I know. That's what's not right about it. It's not... The amulet is not hot. Feel it. And I just sort of hold it up to him. I put my hand out to touch it. I'm like, that's quite strange. I'm... I feel like we should study this further and I'll take the amulet with me. I just thought that ripping off a head in the process would be rather amusing and fitting with my clumsy character. (laughs) How are your friends in the alleyway? Are they Smoked. We should probably go and report the bodies to somebody, I think. And what exactly are we going to say? The three outsiders we, to the town rocked up and... We were jumped by these figures. We tell them the truth. Katya from the other roof will yell out. No, bad idea. <laughs> we run. We take... I think we should... We've got what we came for. We need... We should leave and get on our merry way and leave before they're noticed. Check her pockets. Oh, uh, we check her pockets, I guess. And just I will rummage through their pockets and see if they... I'll, run, I'll rummage through every corpse's pockets and see if I find anything of use. Uh, so on the acolyte you find... You find uh, 19 copper pieces. Well, that's six each and one to clean up the mess. Are you rummaging through everyone else's pockets? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do everyone. A little help getting down from here, perhaps. I go and help Katia down. <laughs> or try you to find at least. sixteen copper in um, the bandit's pocket, so eight in each. Okay. And so we're up to nineteen plus sixteen. We're up to thirty-five so far.
find eight silver pieces in the uh, cultist's pocket. Eight silver. Which is the guy with the mask. Eight silver and 35 copper. How many sil- How many copper pieces to a silver? 100. Ten. Oh, is it? I thought it was 10. I will get back to you on that because I'm Doesn't not matter. completely certain. I will go up to Kodak and cut you and just say, I found eight silver pieces and 35 copper. And with that, I will distribute it evenly or as evenly as I can. So I give two, uh, three silver pieces yeah, to... So it's 10 copper to a silver... 100 silver to a gold? I just thought it was 10 to 10. Sure. No, I'll, um, I will, I will give three silver pieces to both Katya and Kodak, leaving two for myself, and I will give 10 copper to Kodak and Katya, 10 for myself, and just throw the five away. Katya will go and pick up the five. Okay, yeah. So make a note of that because numbers go straight through my ear and out the other. I'll write it down as well. Cool. We all have an addition. Well, except for Katja, who's got two, ad- who's got five additional compared to Kodak and I. But plus, you both have an extra two silver, and we all have an extra ten copper, except for Katja, who has an extra fifteen. Mm-hmm. Noted. The spoils of war must be shared. Equally. Um, Katya is going... Sorry, I'm going to um, show the bloody map. There, There is writing on back. It's some kind of riddle. Might I suggest we try and solve it on the road? I really think we should be on our way mm. before we get caught here. Duh. Have we left anything at the inn? Because if we're leaving, we should go now. Before any of their friends show up. I haven't left anything at the inn, have you? I bring everything. I will study the map to find the best way out of the city into that danger route that we talked about. So there's only two exits at the city. There's one at the back and there's the one at the front that you came through. Um, And then from there it's just a matter of turning right. Okay, so which one is closest to us then? You just came from the Triumphant Dragon, which is effectively in the centre of the city... So they're both equidistant. We'll go back to the one that we came in from. It'll be more familiar. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Should we want Dewdrop? You didn't see no. her when you were leaving. The oh. I suspect she's already been on her way. That's fair. It's unfortunate we missed her. We could have said goodbye. But I suppose if she's off on her own, she's off on her own. There's not much we can do about that. I've got a very good feeling we're going to see her again at some point. I hope so. So do I. <laughs> Let us go. Yep. Okay, so do we encounter anything as we try and exit the city? No, it's smooth sailing. Um, you don't. If you stick to the main roads, you will be fine. There's people that you can blend in with, and you are released from the city quite easily and able to go on your way um but the the track that you follow you've got the map with you there's the main road which sort of descends down the steps the steep the steeps steppes the steeps the cliffy bits or you can hang a right and head deeper into the forest i want to go the danger route yep. forest 
Yep, forest it is. The way that we said was the dangerous route. Let's go and get some adventure. Yep, it's also that the is. quickest way, so let's go. It is. Especially if we're about to be chased. I'd rather lose them in the woods than on the road. Agreed. Into the woods. And as they head into the woods, we'll cut to a break. We'll be right back here on 106.9 Tune FM. is making music with my friends and I can't wait to get on the road again on the road again going places that I've never been seeing things that I may never see again and I can't wait to get on the road again on the road again like a band of gypsies we go down the highway we're the best of making music with my friend and I can't wait to get on the road again And we're back as they head into the forest. We... Yes. <laughs> uh, what time of day would it be at the moment? About midday, for now. So the forests at the moment, it would be quite sparse, so fairly easy to navigate? Yeah, so you are following along a... It's not a very well-populated road, but it is... like not. It's not a main road, but it's kind of a rural road. Mm-hmm. You are following this caravans, people coming from the smaller settlements in the forest or hunters and trackers following it to get back to the bigger city. But you don't see anyone as you walk along it. Excellent. On the plus side, we managed to get out of the city before they discovered the bodies that we left there. Do you think they've noticed them yet? I'd say there's every chance someone stumbled upon them. Well, whether anyone's cared. They were a little bit back from main roads. We may have small amount of time. I worry about the two on the roof. They could be there a long time. Well, that is good for us. Indeed. You also know, Katya, that given that this attack happened outside of an illegal goods store in a back alley, the people there, the 
the natives of the area. They will not report. Yeah. They may clean up for us. Most likely. Hmm. Ha 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 ha. I do suggest we make move. Those that attacked us, there may be more. Mm-hmm. So, as we walk, I will keep an eye out around us. Okay, roll a perception check for me. 14. You see some small packs of wolves off in the distance and hear them, but they're natural wolves. They're not going to bother you. Mm-hmm. Anyone else keeping an eye out? I will just for tracks of anything to keep an eye out for. Any big predators, that kind of stuff. Okay, uh, that'll be a survival check. 21. Yeah, <laughs> There is absolutely no tracks that you can see. This is, it's not densely wooded and it's not overly populated, but it is frequented by people enough that most animals steer clear of this area. I will, again, I'll do a similar thing. I'll just be keeping an eye out, but I'm well aware that we're not likely not going to run into any trouble. Yeah, a uh, perception check for me. Perception check coming right up. And that is a solid eight. <laughs> yeah, you don't see anything. Didn't think so. Oh, well. As we walk, I will uh, walk up beside Kodak. So uh, things got a little bit hairy back there. <laughs> he trying not to draw too much attention. You just see like a brief flash of horror again. And I'm like, that's definitely one way to put it. Oh, it's part of growing up. Oh, that's funny. I get it. Yeah, he just he went through puberty extremely quickly all at once. Just all the body hair. It happens to the best of us. The blood, the hair. Just kind of look down at my hide armor where there's still bits of blood. I haven't bothered cleaning it yet. I'm just like. Yeah, better late than never, I guess, especially for my people. Um, I imagine everyone back home would be excited, but we're a long way from home, so they won't find out for a long time. What are you doing so far from home, if you don't mind? Um, So, as a rite of passage, generally you're a bit younger when they send you out, but me being a bit of a late bloomer, um, wasn't sent out until they were confident I would actually come back. (laughs) So we have our oral history, and as part of that, Every member of the clan goes on a pilgrimage to bring back more stories from what's going on in the outside world to bring back and add to our oral history. So in a way, everyone kind of has their own folk hero kind of tale to bring back when they come back. And then you're finally given full privileges as a member of the clan, so you get to vote, um, a lot of stuff like that. And just by... By the judgment of most of the clan, I'm still very much a child. How far are you from home? Uh, The Ironback Forest, so a little ways away. And how long have you been away for? Uh, And you just see me kind of counting on my fingers. Three, four months? My sympathies, friend. Uh, It's okay. There's been people that don't ever come back, so I'm just going to put both my fingers up. How old are most people when they have their first transformation? About 16. And you are? 23. I see. Well, 
Better late than never. Exactly. There were many people that thought because I couldn't or hadn't had my transformation yet, I was never going to. I was a bit of an anomaly in my clan. And that's why they were afraid to send you out? Yes. I'm also not allowed to fight or hunt for anything outside of my own needs. Well, um, that, will that change now? Yes. My standing in the clan will now be well elevated due to my transformation. And with that, I'll clap him on the back and say, congratulations, good to hear. Thank you. Just also be advised, since I have been traveling and wandering for many years and I have been doing my best to learn and find out as much as I possibly can, if you do need anybody to give you any stories or any more any more information that you can take back to your clan as part of your pilgrimage, I would be more than happy to assist. Thank you. I do greatly appreciate it. Something to sink your clothes into. <laughs> you just see Kodak just <laughs> a little bit of a giggle. He's trying his hardest not to laugh. Doesn't doesn't particularly work the way that um that Leonet thinks, but it is a comforting thought, nonetheless. Yeah. Also, is it okay if we call you Leo? Just to shorten it down. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> I uh, whatever makes it easier for you. Leo, I can't say I've been called that before. I quite like it. Okay, I'll keep a note. It slipped out in battle before. I just thought I'd ask you. Well, let's sort of... Sure. I figured you were referring to me, but... And I'll smile. I quite like it, actually. I think it suits me. As you said, it, sorry, what didn't work as well as, as I thought... As Leonette thought it would? So, that was more, like, towards Kodak. Um, he, without revealing stuff, but the way that you were, like... I'll give you stories to take back. It doesn't work that way sure. in Kodak's culture. Gotcha. But okay. it is a kind gesture on your sure. part, nonetheless, basically. Nothing really happens as you walk. Um, there's You pass maybe a hunter or someone walking, but not much. And as you continue on, it starts to get a bit darker and the weather starts to turn just a little bit. It was midday, and by the time evening starts to fall, you're not quite at Scogsby, but you are a few hours out. You can either rest or push on in the night. Katya, mm. just to alleviate any future surprises, you're not going to turn into something unexpected, are you? We're not going to look over and find that you've turned into some sort of rabbit or something? <laughs> well, if I was going to, I would not tell you. You will have to wait and see. Terrific. Well, I will go. I will tell you both now, just in case anyone tries to trick us. This is what you get. I am not going to turn into anything. I promise. Yet. Wonderful. <laughs> I think we should push on. I have no need to stop. Do we know how far we are from the settlement? Looking at the map, I would say mm, roughly. Here, and I'll just point to... So you're more, like, around here. Point to the edge of the woods where it's starting to get deeper. Yeah, so to Scogsby, which is number three on this map, you are a couple of hours out, but it is... Night is starting to fall now. Mm. Well, if there's only a few hours, I guess, we can get there. Surely there's an inn that'll be open. I say we should push on to Slogsby. Um, Skog. Sorry. I'll begin to light torches and hand them out. Okay. Would it be possible for us to cut directly through the forest? 
You could, but you would be spending the night in the forest. I vote that we go through the forest. Well, we'll have to find somewhere to set up camp. We can't go forever. And I wouldn't recommend if people are chasing us or sleeping in the day, especially if they have shelter. Agreed. If people are looking for us, then going to a town with people, not a good idea. We stick to the forest, no people, maybe wolves, maybe bears. <laughs> we don't know if there's any, We, for all we know, there are people in the forest. Yes, but that is a maybe. The city is yes. So we either go, ah, maybe people, or we go city, yes, people. How about this as a compromise? We head towards Skogsby. If we do find somewhere suitable to set up camp for the night, then we rest. And then we continue on before the sun comes up. How? If we look at the map, we will save so many time. How long? We just go through trees. How long do you think it would take? We said a few hours to get to Skogsby. Mm-hmm. How long would it take us to push through the forest and get to the settlement we're looking for? So the settlement you are heading for is Skogsby. The place marked on the map is the ruins. That's what I mean, the ruins. It's going to take you like three or four days to get to the ruins. So we'd be camping through the forest for multiple nights. Yes. Hmm. I actually think I like the idea of the forest. Well, if that's what we want to do, we can do it. Yep. We just have to make sure it's what we want to do and make sure we're heading in the right direction. Now, which one of you guys know where north is? And I just look at them both. I'm pretty sure I would. No, I mean, you've got, you have adventuring packs, so you'd all have a compass. North is, and because I royally screwed up when making this map and completely reversed the directions, north is the bottom of the map. Sure. <laughs> So uh, the compass on the map will read south, west, north, east. Yeah, that's Akio not confusing. will uh, lick her finger and hold it up to the breeze, look up at the, the way the trees are moving. Your finger kind of freezes a little fr- as the moisture turns to ice. <laughs> then she'll get out her compass and go, mm, I do. Even uh, though, as long as we know where we're going. Even though... It is unlikely that people will be looking for us in Skogsby. I don't think word travels that quickly. If we go through the forest, we save time, and we hopefully remain undetected. Well, the only thing is we don't know if the people chasing us have horses. Horses are a lot faster than we are. I think the horses would be stu- would be hindered by the dense foliage of the forests. Possibly. You can also see on the map, given that there are cliffs... Uh, before you reach the main forest of Vindeskog. So it would be royally dangerous and stupid to try and take a horse down that. Hey, let's find a horse. No. (laughs) I like the idea of going through the forest. Are you okay with this, Kodak? 100%. I feel more at home out here in the forest than I do in cities. Okay. We agree. I just wanted I just no. wanted to double check because you were the one suggesting Skogsby. Uh, it was more on behalf of you two if you needed someone to stay. I'm more than happy to sleep out here. Let us progress. Just f- forest in first place. Let's go. With you two always the talking and <laughs> chatting and the man. All right, and we'll cut to a quick break. It seems like the perfect time considering that uh, Considering that we're just entering the forest, we'll be right back here on Dungeons and Airwaves, episode three. You're listening to Chin FM on 106.9. 
Welcome back. After deciding to spend the night in the forest, our heroes are about to bunker down. And I'll start that off with having Kodak roll a nature check to find somewhere to camp. That's a 17. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find a fairly decent clearing. Uh, there's The pine trees have opened out and there's no danger of any branches falling on you in your sleep always a good thing. I believe we should set up camp here. I defer to your knowledge. Okay. I'll start clearing out small branches and stuff like that and begin to put up my tent. Yeah. Is a fire necessary? Always. It's cold. It's freezing. Okay. I was just thinking fire makes it easier for people to spot us, but if it's freezing, then yeah. Um, I begin to dig out like a hollow in the ground, Mm -hmm. like in the snow itself and then build the fire into it. Sure. Just to kind of give it a bit of protection. 
I will sit down close to where the fire is being built and uh, pull out some rations, just a chunk of cheese, and just take a massive bite out of it. Yep. Yeah, sure. I will also just grab a bite to eat out of some of my rations. Yeah. I'm assuming because I'm large, I would have a large amount of... You have a lot more rations than everyone else, yes. Yes. I will then take a... I will just be gnawing on some salted meat. Okay. You just see me kind of while I'm lighting the fire, pull a loaf of bread that I've taken from breakfast this morning and just start eating into it. That a little bit stale. That was smart. We all should have taken as much from this morning as we possibly could. Well, it was all paid for. It tasted a lot, better than, it it tasted a lot better than salted meat and cheese. I got to hand you a loaf as well. What well, is better than cheese? <laughs> I wave you away. No, 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 no. Thank you. I that don't, I that would not be a good idea. Fair enough. I didn't want. I would eat more than you would, and I don't want to eat what. I don't want to eat your food. Open my bag to show that <laughs> I've slid like most of the rolls in my bag. There's a lot of bread. There's you know a whole chicken in there. Probably a couple <laughs> of whole chickens. I just look in like admiration and then accept the offered bread. <laughs> Much appreciated. Would you like some chicken too? It'll go bad out here. Oh yes, please. And I just hand you a whole chicken. <laughs> like, like I just look like Christmas has come early. I just look so stoked. I start to eat the chicken with the bread, and I am very, very happy about it. Yeah. Um, two people can fit in the tent. Uh, maybe it might be a squeeze <laughs> for you, but worst case, it'll keep us out of the cold while one of us is on watch. I Body smirk. heat's always great. Bigger pardon? Body heat's always <laughs> great. I smirk. Yes, I will not take up the tent. I would. I would. It would be a tad squishy with me in there. You are also. This is your natural yeah. habitat. You are. I, I, I. As you might remember, I slept out under the stars in the snow with dewdrop. I have no qualms sleeping out here on on the ground. That is very fair. I forgot your people are so used to the cold. I love the cold. I will be fine. And it is a. It's a chilly night. Quite peaceful. From the clearing, you can see that there are the stars and the constellations are bright in the sky, and there's just the faintest breeze as it ruffles through the pine trees. It's quite a pleasant night, actually. Uh, who's going to take first watch? I'll, I'll take. For, oh, okay, Katya, if you're volunteering. In like first watch. Very okay. well. It's all yours. I'll take second. I'll go last. All right. And with that, I'll just lie down, cross my arms, and fall asleep. Yep. After finishing dinner. Okay. In a few hours. I'll get Katya to roll a perception check for me. You feel something just bite you on your leg, but you don't see what it was. Like mosquito bite? Cat bite? Just sort of a sting. Have I just lost a leg? (laughs) Like, is that... You'd notice if you lost a leg, though. No, something just sort of stings you, and you didn't see what it was. But Slap at the area. Yeah. It's a little bit itchy, but that's about it. <laughs> but other than that, your watch passes unthankfully. <laughs> this will just open next session. In between sessions, Katya has died of malaria. <laughs> Cold resistance. <laughs> uh, at the end of my watch, I will go and um, shake... Kodak awake. Okay. They always tell me to never wake sleeping bear, but it's your turn to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, Katia. And I go out and begin to go and watch. Okay. Um, I just kind of walk out a bit, out just beyond the thing, and 
It's where I had my first full transformation. I'm just doing laps out from out in the darkness. Okay. So this is the, oh, so you've transformed to a full bear for the first time. Yeah. How does and it feel? I'm doing my watch as a bear. It's fantastic. Um, in this form, I'm actually a little bit taller than Leo um, at about nine and a half foot. Yeah, bears are big. It's a very big bear. Now, do you have any advantages on perception in bear form? Um, I have a plus three, plus my dark vision carries over as a druid. Okay, so roll perception. Um, so that will be a 22 without, yeah. Uh, you are, as you do this circle, you're watching, and you just see just an A bat shits right on Leonette's head. <laughs> Just kind of look at it and keep doing laps. So I can only stay in that form for an hour at the moment. Yep. But yeah, after an hour, I'll go back and sit by the fire. Okay. So your watch is only an hour or so long, and then you can wake Leonard up for his. Um, I just get a stick and just gently prod. Leo, wake up. And I kind of step back. I, I, I wake up and I just shake with disgust the bat shit off of my head yep did you see anything out there no no, relatively quiet wonderful go and get some rest you've earned it will do and i go crash in the tent and with that i will head outside and take my watch just observing okay roll a d20 for perception that's a plus what is my perception it's a plus two i believe plus one minus no Perception is plus three, my apologies. So that makes it a 22. All right. One second. You see pretty much nothing. Your watch passes quite uneventfully. But um, the next morning after you finish your watch and go to bed, you find just a gold coin slipped under your packet. Under your pack. Find a what? A gold coin slipped under your pack. Just me? Yep. Just you. Hmm. Are Katya and Kodak awake at this point? Up to them. Are you awake? Duh. Yeah. Yeah, people can't see you when you nod, Billy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sorry for that. Um, So I'll just be, like, feeding the fire contemplating cooking breakfast from the leftovers I've taken from yesterday's breakfast. We've been discovered. How can you be sure? And I pull out the coin. Somehow this was under my pack. Oh, did you lose a tooth recently? Some say making deals with the Fae invites trouble. No, but I. this is not mine, and I assume this is not yours. No, I, I don't believe so. Katya? Not mine. I will just look, ar- look around our camp and see if I can see any sign of disturbance. Uh, roll perception. Are there any tracks? Roll survival for tracks. <coughs> the, um, 22 again. No, you don't see anything. Uh, 11. The only tracks are the bear tracks that you left last night. I have a very bad feeling about this. 
I can barely see at all. <laughs> just look at Katya and like kind of just shoot her away with the broom. <laughs> just the branch I found on the ground. Whack. No. <laughs> I can I I'll investigate the coin. Is it see if there's anything unusual about the coin itself? Okay, what are you looking for in particular? Anything that would distinguish it from a normal gold coin. It looks like a completely normal gold coin. You can roll Arcana if you want. Well, I'm not going to waste Detect Magic on it because that's a first-level spell. I'll just tuck it away in my pack, looking very suspicious at it. Okay. You have plus one gold coin. Noting that. Was anyone else doing anything this morning before you set off? I'll just shake my... Shake my uh, your arthritic fingers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pop my hip back into place. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Give the dentures a quick little wipe down. (laughs) No, I'll just like shake my clothes off, get any dust off, tidy my hair a little, try to make myself look semi-presentable. Yep. Easy done. It's quite early in the morning now. There's birds singing. Still that same breeze from the night before, but everything seems fairly normal. It's just your average cold morning. Shall we begin our day, our trek, or...? There is a lot of forest to get through and not a lot of day, so let us move forward. Alright, can I get a walking order? Um, I'll go up front. Okay. I'll go up the back. I go in middle. Cool. Was anyone doing anything in particular as oh. you walk along? I'm scanning the trees, seeing if I can spot anything. I'm okay. looking for the easiest trek through the snow. So seeing if there's any deep parts and avoiding those if we can. Yep, uh, roll nature for me for that one. That's a 14. Yeah, so you can quite easily spot areas where the snow is just a little bit deeper. Um, It hasn't snowed as much in this area as it does further up on the mountains. So even though it's winter, it is a little... So the mountains are quite high, um, and they get the brunt of the snow in the mountain pass and the areas closest. But here now you are starting to head further north. But as you head further north, you are heading, like, down towards the coast a bit more um and as you head deeper into the woods we will cut to a break we'll be right back here on dungeons and airwaves episode three you're listening to chin fm on 
right, we're back. Everyone is simply walking through the forest. It's a fairly easy walk. No signs of pursuit yet, although Lanet may still be thinking about the meaning of the gold coin he found in the morning. I'm just a little bit I'm just a little bit puzzled, yeah. That coin seems to be on your mind a lot. Well, it's just unusual. I didn't see it when I went to sleep. Although I guess it was dark when I threw my pack down. It may have just been left there by somebody. That is entirely possible. Anyway. You may have sold your soul. To the Fae. Well, I sincerely hope not. I know enough about Fae's to know that deals with them are not always the best idea. Hmm. But something has happened. And you may never know. Maybe they were here. Maybe they're doing a psychological ploy. I will take my 250 gold and leave. I think you will die if you do that. I wouldn't leave you, don't worry. Aww. <laughs> Shut up, hairy man. Your rowan is showing. <laughs> so as you walk, the trees start to get a little bit thicker, more gnarled as their limbs reach out. And the path is just gone now. You are basically following animal tracks and the vague sense of we need to head northwards. I just picture like Leo continually making joking like bantery jokes like that and laughing as they're progressing just to pass the time and be friendly and whatnot. Yeah. Easily done. Would you like a pastry when we get to where we're going, Kodak? Maybe a bear claw? Perhaps if they have them, that'd be lovely. <laughs> Just La- kind of pretending that the pond never happened. Uh, roll, roll a deck save for me. I'm just laughing merrily to myself. <laughs> Alright, deck save, that is 17 plus whatever. I think it's a plus 2, 19. Christ, you've got good decks. Yeah, you catch your foot on a uh, route, but you quickly right yourself. Oh yeah, that was unexpected. I and thought I would be the one having problem. Look at the size of my feet. Well, the trees are getting a lot, lot bigger now. And the roots are getting a lot bigger and there's a lot of rocks. And you can hear, you can see ahead, there's just this ocean of green carpet spanning out in front of you. That is beautiful. Quite a sight. Be careful, though. Mind your step. It is far, 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 far better to be cautious than hasty and break a leg. You're killing me. (laughs) Yes, I feel like you break quite enough, Katya. These days, I sneeze, it break. Cough, it break. What's holding you together at the moment, Katya? Pure spite. Oh, my mother would love you. Hmm. Most mothers do. Can I get a perception check from people? Fourteen? Eighteen. Eighteen. Six. Yeah, Kodak is thinking he's off in his own world, but... Leonette and Katya notice that one of the trees in front of them has this massive crack going all the way up. Oh, that that doesn't look man-made. 
And that does not seem like a healthy tree. No, but I'm more concerned about what put the crack there. It could be anything. could be lightning. I promise I did not karate chop it. It could be some angry beaver. Mm, You hear, like, just a faint buzzing coming from the crack. Oh, I think there's bees in there. My my mole not so good against bees. My axe probably not much better. Perhaps I can be of some assistance. <laughs> when there is bees, there is honey. Bears do That's more true. Honey. Oh, why do you have to say that? I secret I love honey more than I should admit. Well it is now that you have been made aware of it it is a massive beehive like this whole tree it's it's a dead tree but it is full to the brim with honeycomb uh oh so as I walk up you can see I pull a small sprig of mistletoe as I begin chanting in druidic Mm -hmm. and I cast animal friendship and I'm going for honeycomb (laughs) okay can animal friendship I guess a swarm technically counts as a full creature. I'm not so sure it does. I don't know how it works. Rule out however you will. I was going to say, he gets to, he can befriend one bee and the rest of them the just The queen. <laughs> Benny. Mm, I'll, I'll allow it because mm-hmm. it mechanically swarms are one creature in an attack form. And I'm going to be very careful not to hurt any individual. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to try and get any honey if I can. Yes, that's easily done. They're fairly placid bees, but you can get maybe two or three jars of honeycomb, no worries. Thank you very much. And they just kind of buzz around you curiously, but not threateningly. I thank them, okay. and then I leave. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Robot bees? <laughs> It's very hard to do a bee voice. Well, do you like jazz? <laughs> well, that's, that certainly went about as well as it could possibly have done. Would any of you like some honeycomb? I wouldn't mind some, thank you. I haven't had it for quite some time. As I begin to hand it out. Yeah, it's fresh, warm, sticky, sweet. It's delicious. Oh, that is much welcome. Good with the bread rolls that um, Kodak pilfered the day Indeed. before. They would give it to us. <laughs> True. True. <coughs> yep, and now that I've gone and gotten some honey from the yep. bees, I'm happy to continue happy? on my yep. way. Let us progress forward. Yeah, that massive carpet of just green is getting much closer now, and you can see it sort of moves and sways, and you realise you are looking at the crowns of another massive forest below you. Oh, my goodness. Well, that, that seems as if maybe there's going to be a drop. I am not so good at the climb. Hmm. Let us progress forward, but slowly and carefully. Perhaps we can find a goat path or something similar we might be able to climb down. Indeed. Might make it a bit easier. But that is... A Beautiful sight. Mm. Beautiful, yes. A few more hours and you come to the edge of the cliff and it's 
very, very tall. And you look down and if you fall, if the ground gives way, there's no coming back from that. You are you are a pancake. Do you guys want to see something cool? And I grab one of the pebbles I grabbed from the cave last session and I just flick it over the edge of the cliff. Yep, just goes. And then disappears into the forest. My god. I barely heard that land. It's a long way away. It's a very long way away. There is no path down that you can quite see. But you could potentially find a way. And I'll get everyone to, real quick, roll a deck saving throw for me. I will... I was oh, okay, it doesn't matter the deck throw was first. Yep. I was just going to, like, cast light on a pebble and throw it down just so we could watch it fall. Okay, deck saving throw... 17. 17? 16. 16? 16. Yeah, so something falls in the forest behind you and the ground shakes and then the ground gives way beneath all three of you. And we'll end there. That and is one hell of a cliffhanger. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We will catch you back here Monday at 8 o'clock next week indeed i will just need to double check because we may have to take next week off because of the public holiday but i will that's a very good point i will we'll keep you updated whether we can or we can't we'll definitely be back the fortnight after and we might be back next monday it all just depends also daylight savings will have ended next yes so any students from uh queensland it will now actually be at eight o'clock rather than seven so remember that everyone if you don't have a clock that does it automatically at 3 a.m on sunday easter sunday turn the clocks back an hour and sleep in for another hour in the meantime though we wish you all a very good night we hope that you have enjoyed tonight's session we'll be back next week or potentially hopefully hopefully, or potentially in a fortnight i will leave ash to fit to start the sign-offs since he is our dm i've been ash i'm your dm and i'll catch you next week i'm billy and i play kodak i'm emily and i play katja and i am ben and i am leonette lawkeeper Have a good night. See you next time. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl, is crazy about Elvis. Loves horses and her boyfriend too. And it's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway running through the yard, and I'm a bad boy because I don't even miss her. I'm a
Ventura Boulevard And all the bad boys Were standing in the shadow And the good girl 